This is a headgum podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Buckets. We're in the NBA Finals. It's true. Me and Billy are in the NBA Finals. Welcome to the show, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. We worked hard, we focused, we stretched, above all, we stretched, and here we are, Amir, in the NBA Finals. A lot of people say it's like, who wants it more? This series will come down to who wants it more, and they don't say that it really comes down to who stretches more. Yes, who stretches? That should, there should be, you know, maybe we have, uh, we talked about a second podcast, um, or at least game day podcasts. Maybe there's another podcast under the Buckets kind of umbrella called Stretching. That's and good. it's just it's just a podcast that teaches you um, good stretching habits to lead you to success. Yeah. Do you think LeBron can touch his toes without bending his knees? No chance in hell. Really? No chance. I was going to say definitely because he has to be like, he's so like um, into taking care of his body and he can't like tear a hamstring. So he's probably stretched out, but he does have very long legs. Yeah, no, I was just going for the funny answer. He definitely can touch his toes. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I took your sarcasm <laughs> as serious. You think every NBA player can touch their toes? It's a good question. You once asked, do you think if every NBA player can dunk? And we yes. went down like a 45-day rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm still in that hole. <laughs> Who did yeah. you, and you, was it DJ Augustine that you landed on? I was, yeah, DJ Augustine doesn't have a recorded dunk, and then I couldn't quite find any practice footage of him dunking or stories of him dunking. So but he's, he's in first still my position. Answer. Yeah. Right. So I think in my first position of who can't touch their toes, it's probably Blake Griffin. <laughs> but he can jump so high. Isn't that hammy strength and flexibility? Or am I just making it that is, up? It is. But I don't know if that actually matters when you're talking about touching your toes. I feel like all of those are kind of isolated in a different area. He's famously known for his defense of not really getting a lot of blocks or steals because he might have slightly shorter arms than his frame would lead on. Yeah, that's true. We need somebody with a short wingspan but long legs. Usually it's the other way around. What about right. Boban? Boban. I feel like he could touch anybody's toes in the arena. Yeah, without yeah. even bending his knees, just reaching out and grabbing them. Right. I wonder, I, there has to be someone who can't touch their toes, and I say we leave it up to the Buckets listeners to tweet at us and tell yeah. us, who can't, hashtag, who can't touch their toes. <laughs> Dot com. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Last last episode, Lakers were just getting into it with Denver. Maybe it hasn't even started yet, um, but I was optimistic. And it happened. Lakers in five. No big deal. Yeah. And from my point of view, I had inaccurately predicted that the Nuggets might rip off three. I believe I said the phrase rip off three in a row twice. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. I yep. couldn't have been more wrong. Totally yeah, they wrong. They didn't rip off one, really, after that, that initial. Nothing I was think- ripped. Yeah, maybe the Lakers were up 2-1, and then it's like, will the, lug- the Nuggets rip off three? They didn't They didn't rip off no. anything. They firmly pushed that Band-Aid further down onto the scar until there was yeah. no, nothing else to rip. Do you think that a lot of predictions against the Lakers are just, like, wishful thinking? Like, it's got to be. Like, look, the, the Miami Heat have to push them to, like, six or seven. Let's, let's, maybe the Lakers will lose. I'm going to give the Lakers, but in seven. Like, do you have a prediction on how the series will go? 
Well, to answer your wishful thinking question, I think that wishful thinking usually feels less wishful games one and two. And then like reality thinking starts really creeping in around games three. And that's usually <laughs> where the Lakers have just put the just like the hammer down on teams. Yeah. So I do think that it is wishful thinking out the gate. It's like you try and think of how can they possibly lose? And then you say that first. You say that loudest. Yeah. It's it really LeBron. Good. How can LeBron possibly lose? Right. Well, I mean, isn't that always the thing? It's like, how do we take the guy off the top of the mountain? It's impossible. Like, yeah. it was Jordan before LeBron, <laughs> and it's just impossible. And so everyone He's just gonna throws have to retire. every piece of... You just throw trash at him. You just throw trash until they're just tired of swatting away the trash, and they're like, I'm going down off the mountain now. Or, or you assemble a super team. Right. Or what we might find out is that you would just assemble a competent team that has been focused um, before the bubble even existed. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe just pure competence. Oh, interesting. So like the so Denver it's not Nuggets just route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, let's, let's throw nine solid players at the Lakers and hope that they're three through nine can't get the job done. Yeah, because when you look at the Nuggets, it was, will Murray pop off for 40? Will Jokic have a 30-point triple-double? And if one of those two things happen, then potentially the Nuggets win. But when it comes to the Heat, it's like there's rarely a player that has like a 40-20-10 game. Like Bam's lines are insane. And as we get into some of the prop bets today, they they think he's going to score like 15 a game. You know, so they are really a capital T team where, you know, eight guys might get you 18. So... I don't know. Maybe that's what my wishful thinking is going to be for games one and two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Let's take a look at some prop bets. We wanted to take a look at the finals through the lens of gambling, of course, because these odds are some of them are pretty juicy for my liking. And I thought this would be a great way to break down the series. Do you have a prediction just so we can get that out of the way first and foremost? Or will that sort of get formulated throughout your prop bet suggestions? Do I have a prediction without gambling and without odds or numbers? All of that aside, yeah, what do I would, really think will probably happen? Yeah. If both teams stay healthy, the Lakers probably win in five or six. Got it. Yeah, that makes about that sounds about right. Yeah. Yes. I would guess. I didn't go through the whole list, but I would imagine that the favorite is probably Lakers in five. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was um, Lakers in. Lakers in five is the most likely outcome in according to these odds. And number two is Lakers in six. Number three is Lakers in four. Yeah, that's insulting. <laughs> Once you start saying that it's way more probable that they sweep them than that they lose at all is so insulting. The top four odds are Lakers in uh, six, five, then six, then four, then seven. And then after that is Miami in seven as the fifth so most likely outcome. So it's at least worth looking back at history um, with those numbers in mind, because I have to imagine that the Golden State Warriors had very similar odds going into the series against the Toronto Raptors last year. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, They were favored. I don't know if they were super heavy favorites because Durant was hurt, but they were Mm -hmm. definitely favored. And I believe that we did a Buckets episode right around this time that was also about prop bets. And we might have even put $50 down on a, the unlikely team winning. And we went with the Raptors, but I believe we guessed the wrong number of games they would do it in. <laughs> yeah, maybe but, ours was in seven because they had home court advantage. And they ended yeah. up winning on the road in six, which was very unlikely. Yeah, and most of the players' lower halves exploded at one point or another. Yeah, exactly. So if all teams stay healthy, I believe the Lakers win in five or six. But as last year proved, anything goes. That's true. But LeBron's never uh, twisted an ankle um, even that much. He's never jammed a finger playing basketball for about two decades now. So it's hard to imagine. Although AD, 
AD is very breakable. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, whereas L, like LBJ doesn't get hurt, that last 10 minutes of that game, he had various like, oh, he's down, oh, he's yeah. down. That ankle, you know, it's like a great. high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's great that they had two or three nights off because <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that just simply isn't good. And adrenaline can get you through the end of that game, but they still have at least four more to go. And so yeah. if he stays healthy, then yes. But if he doesn't, it gets way more interesting. Uh, okay. I also have the Lakers in, I'll say six. Um, I'll give Miami a little bit more credit than, say, the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Just still throwing body shots five. around. Yeah. Just just walking on the graves of remember, the dead. Remember CJ McCollum guarding, I don't know, Danny Green? It feels like last century. But here we are at the end of the playoffs. Um, all right. What's the juiciest prop bet that you found? The juiciest prop bet. Well, one thing that I found, um, kind of a zoomed out version, is that they have a lot of prop bets about individual players, their points they'll score, the blocks that they'll have, all that. But they really only include the stars and KCP. Yeah. KCP has a lot of <laughs> prop bets on this list. It's like, okay. KCP is like William Rondo. Yeah. Did like William Caldwell Pope like put together this list for Bovada of all of these lines? <laughs> yeah, KCP's Barber Brothers also in the bubble. Uh, there's our, some Danny Green ones too, but yeah, KCP's, I guess, our third banana when it comes to these uh, these gambling lines. But let's start with a star. Let's start with Bam Adebayo. I would have guessed a higher number than the points that they tossed out. So the line that they set for what Bam Adebayo will average over the course of the series is 16 and a half. And it is completely split. Uh, minus 115 over minus 115 under it's just pick your poison yeah. the 16.5 feel low to you it does because everyone's saying that like bam is their best player it may not be their it, highest score but it seems like 17 and 10 isn't necessarily a great game for him and if he gets no. one great game then it's like if he gets 30 then he can like you can deal with three 12 point games so that was the one that kind of jumped out to me. Um, but I tried to think, why? Why would it be? And two things that I came up with is both rooted in Anthony Davis. One is that Anthony Davis will be guarding him, which makes life so much more annoying. Yep. And on the other end of the court, he can very easily be fouling Anthony Davis, like two fouls in the first three minutes. You yeah. know, just a reaching foul going for a steal that they don't necessarily need. And, you know, that will keep his points down. But... You know, Anthony Davis versus Bam Adebayo is going to be something that affects a lot of these bets. Yeah, I guess that's what happened to Jokic. He kept getting in foul trouble for whatever reason, whether it be a secret um, conspiracy to keep LeBron in the playoffs or he was actually just fouling people. He played less than his average playoff average in these games. If you were to guess, do you think that it was a secret conspiracy or do you think he just went against more talented players? Uh, I would say he went against more talented players. He also gets like a lot of frustration fouls. Like some of them were like breakaway fouls that he grabbed a guy, so you can't really. Yeah, like there that. was a couple of those where it's like, you do you wanna do you wanna play this game? Like, is something <laughs> else? <laughs> I was also texting with a friend, and I was like, even if he has three, like coaches are very like quick to that rule of two in the first quarter you sit, three in the first half you sit, but like. Jokic had three in the first, like, three minutes of the second quarter and did not play for the rest of the half. Like, he can still play. That's not a rule. Right. Until he has five fouls with three minutes to go in the first half. And you're like, I really shouldn't have gone against yeah, common four, knowledge here. Four, I understand. But, like, just tell him not to foul on a breakaway. And then he had a he had an almost foul where he, like, shoved Dwight and they called, him a, they called a foul on Dwight. And then he trucked over Caruso. And uh, that was finally a charge and that's what his third foul was 
Yeah, he had two fourth quarters with no points. I mean, that's that's that'll lose you a series. <laughs> that'll I think do that, it. Yeah, that might have been like Jokic playing two seven-game series, and now like in game four and five of like a Western Conference Finals, he might have been just running out of gas. Yeah. The one silver lining to that, and then we'll get back to the 16.5 line on BAM. The one silver lining to Jokic having so many fouls is that we got more playing time and more camera time for Biff. Mason Plumley, lovingly Biff. known as Biff, yep. the boiled hot dog, got some serious <laughs> camera time. Um, but back to BAM. Amir, would you take the over or the under on 16.5 points over the course of the series? I would take over. Uh, it's also not fun to really get on an under. That means like every single time he touches the ball, you're hoping he doesn't score. Uh, that's a dangerous yeah. bet. And yep. he's averaged 18 and a half this playoffs. So hmm. so it is the Anthony Davis effect. Yeah, they're saying he maybe averages one less for um, being guarded by AD. He's their starting center though, right? Like he's not, he's not their small ball four. He's like their six foot nine inch capital Fact. c he is center their, he, yes he is their pick and roll center he gets the ball in <laughs> the high post he makes decisions and sometimes he just rebounds over you dude is a yeah. very very good athlete yeah 16 and a half so yeah so that was the one that jumped out to me did i jump out to you uh yes lebron james over 28 and a half um, seemed high to me i feel like the i feel like the lebron we saw at game five is the one that will get most of this series which is like all right we got here, I saved up my energy, and now I'm going to do that thing where I drive every single time, and you can't stop it, and I'm going to hit some threes just for good measure, and you can't stop mm-hmm. that either, and if I get mm-hmm. hot and start hitting the fucking fadeaways on you, then it's game over, and I'm going for 40. At 28 and a half, that feels like a regular season average for me, not like a finals LeBron average. But do you think that he'll be taking the ball to the rack and doing everything you just said in games one and two? It feels like games one and two, he kind of just goes a little less hard really learns every aspect of the game it's more like he's studying for the final five games of the series yeah which is that's how he's been treating the playoffs so far but the finals feels like the fourth quarter of the season where it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. now i'm this is there's no like stop and wait and be passive for a little bit that's like we have we need to win and we're going to win and I'm so let me ask sure you this let me ask you this then what's more likely LeBron scoring 18 in a game or 38 in a game? 38, I would think. Really? You think you'd be more likely to see a 38-point game than an 18-point game in these finals? Yeah, I think so. That's why... Interesting. Yeah, that's why I kind of like over 28 and a half. And then that same line is 28 and a half for Anthony Davis, and I would get a little bit under 28 and a half for him. Really? So you think that LeBron James is going to outscore Anthony Davis in these finals? Yeah, I think now that it's like winning time and uh finals time and there's an actual mvp trophy to be won i think mm. you're gonna see the the cleveland cavaliers lebron more than the los angeles lakers lebron so with that do you think that there's a reality in which lebron outscores ad but ad is the finals mvp no i do not think there's a chance that anthony davis wins finals mvp that's why wow. I, one of my later props is just lebron for mvp instead of because the Lakers are minus 350 to win the series. doesn't give you a very good return at all. You have to bet mm-hmm. $350 just to win 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but LeBron is about half that, like minus 160. Um, so if you think the Lakers are going to win, just take Braun to win MVP. He's not going to let Anthony Davis win a finals MVP. I don't think that's One how One more works. question. My follow-up is, what would it take? What kind of line would it take for Anthony Davis to win the finals MVP? I guess like 
35 and 15, like Shaq numbers. Jesus. And the, <laughs> that, that bar is so unfairly high. Jesus. That because is I so think much people rooted realize, in. Yeah, it's that's just, just rooted in legacy. Yeah. You're rooting, you're, that's rooted in LeBron, LeBron's legacy, his history. I mean, that's intense. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of earned. Like, the Lakers without LeBron aren't that good. If they can win those LeBron resting minutes, it's a huge victory. And, like, when AD sits and Bron's on the floor, I'm not as nervous. Okay, so we're going to go from 28 and a half points, uh, which was the line set for AD and LeBron James, to a slightly lower line. And this line is KCP, our boy. <laughs> KCP blocks. <laughs> Great bet. <laughs> and the line is 0.5. Okay, so is it more likely to go over or under? This is season aver- series average? Series average. So that's the type of thing where you turn on the game and you're literally just looking, looking for a block at any at any turn. That's a fun bet, uh, though. Yeah. So what do you think? What what do you would you take that? Do you think he gets those sneaky, dirty little blocks? That's a good question. I have to look up KCP blocks. Have you seen those uh, those stats? Like how has he? Does he get one or two blocks a series? I don't know the stats. Um, I do believe that William Caldwell Pope uh, put this line up because the over is minus 170 and the under is plus 130. So he's like, yeah, my brother is getting blocks. Oh, wait, you're saying the, uh, the over is, is plus? Is minus 170. Wow. Well, okay, here we go. Um, starting in the Houston series, I'll, I'm going to read you how many blocks per game. Starting Houston game one. Ready? I just can't wait to see if this even warrants this bet that it made it to this website. Let's find out. Game one versus Houston, zero blocks. Game two, zero blocks. Game right. three, zero blocks. Stop. Game four. Let me guess. Yeah. Four blocks. Zero blocks. Damn. We're moving on to Denver. He had a blockless series against Houston. And, and so I ask again, why is this bet on the board? <laughs> Moving on to Denver, game one, he gets a block. Damn. Your boy game. got a fucking big boy block. Call game your two, agent. he follows it up with a block. Oh, so now he's just feeling it. He's going into now the game saying, himself. where's my block? Game, game, <laughs> game three, no block. Oh, Didn't okay. get that to, block. Okay, block like, the basics. Game four, nice. Game four, he got that block. He woke and up games, and he said, I'm getting that block. Game five, didn't need a block, didn't get a block. He got three blocks over five games. That's the point six. That's a winner, winner, block for dinner. Okay. You got to imagine, is he having a Houston series where he gets no blocks? Or Denver, where he just needs three every five games? That's right. And under is block rate. They say under is uh, longer odds. You get better payback with your under bet. So who is Contavious Caldwell guarding in these games? Maybe let's let's bring it back to the game that we're about to watch. Either Dragic or uh, Hero. Mm-hmm. So Hero has him. Hero's bigger than him, correct? Yeah, I think Hero's like six seven, six eight. Right. So Dragic is the one where maybe he can get a hand up. That's yeah. really what we're hoping for. He has a <laughs> yeah. quick hand up. Maybe it's like a buzzer beater. Just someone sh- like turn and just chuck and fire, and he gets a hand up. Just pops it. I'm oh, taking wait, Tyler Hero's. Here. T- Tyler Hero's <laughs> six foot five. We'll take it. And KCP. Same, six oh, foot five. Ooh. Oh, really? Taller than I thought. Yeah, so, all right, there's a possibility. Although It's you, so oh. funny to consider that KCP would wreck our rec league in blocks. <laughs> he would be swatting us to smithereens. Yeah, a six foot five inch guy that can dunk would be the most athletic person we've ever seen in ever. live basketball. Yeah. But in the NBA, the question is, will he average 0. 0.5? <laughs> and I'm taking the under. 
what's the underpay? What plus what? Plus one thirty. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So you bet a hundred bucks on that. He doesn't get any blocks. You're getting your hundred dollars back, and then an additional hundred and thirty dollars of winnings. I and mean, all but be- all because KCP. All because KCP. I know <laughs> because what you don't want is two blocks in one game. Oh my later, God, Forget it. Later, <laughs> bet is over. He can't get another oh. one. And the Return your wedding ring. Six. It's over. It's all <laughs> over. <laughs> or like one of those weird plays where he like gets like two blocks on like two putback attempts or something. Like That's Miami when you're watching like FanDuel and you're yeah. like, please don't take away one of those blocks. I just got six <laughs> points. Please don't take away one of those was blocks. Was that a block or was that a tip? Was that a foul? It should be a block. Charge? It should yeah. be. It should be. Or the is that a block or a steal? Like when the, the shot gets swatted like as the guy goes up. Is it like, is yes. that a block or? That's a good bet. That's a fun bet. KCP under 0.5 blocks. Again, I'd say 90% of these bets are what will Bam Adebayo do? What will Jimmy Butler do? What will LeBron James do? What will Anthony Davis do? And then the other 8.5% is what will KCP do? And then the other 1.5% is other. (laughs) I got another fun one for you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's a bet that cannot lose for the first two games. Hmm. It's the series will go six games exactly, hmm. plus plus two twenty five. So whether Either Miami's way. up two zero, it's a split. Lakers are up two zero. There's still a possibility that the series is going six, and if it does, um, it's plus two twenty five. That's pretty good. Over. I still feel scarred from that Raptors bet we made. Uh, last year because I felt so proud that we picked the underdog to win but the games part really just screwed us so now I don't take any enjoyment from betting on how many games and when that is just completely ruined for me now well this isn't even who will win this is how long will the series go you're betting on either team well that's what I'm saying there's something just so less exciting and satisfying to me about just hitting the number of games not rooting for a team not rooting for an outcome necessarily I mean I guess that it starts to occur over time but I'm just I'd much rather uh, you know put my energy where it matters like KCP's block rate (laughs) then you're watching every single play intently that's what I'm saying although I think it would be more fun to bet for the blocks because then when a block happens it's like a random second quarter play and you're just fucking fist bumping going crazy because you might hit your over 0.5 blocks that does feel like a good prop that's like exactly why we're here for props like I get that the national anthem length of national (laughs) anthem all that kind of stuff I get it but really it's like those dumb categories where it's just like fumble on the first play yeah exactly um Uh, so but that feels like a good hedge if nothing else if you make some specific bets and then you're just like i want to like hedge both ways and just say it has to end in six yeah or if you're feeling really dramatic and you're just i just think it'll go seven it doesn't matter who wins game seven that's three to one that's a pretty fun bet if you think this is a long series three to Mm -hmm. one for seven Mm -hmm. games played regardless of the winner unlike vegas or uh, vegas aside do you think it's more likely that we'll see a five uh game series or a seven game series I do you think, think that one team will just beat up the other, or do you think that this will actually be a dogfight? Yeah, I think it'll be a shorter series. I think the Lakers will either be locked in and like 
playing great or like Miami will surprise them and just fucking blow like the Detroit Pistons in 2004 where it's like oh wow Miami is very good like they beat Milwaukee in five maybe they could beat the Lakers in five yeah the Miami have that one thing that I don't think any team has had thus far maybe the Rockets were close but their shooters when they hit their shots it's it's like pretty it's pretty intense yeah Yeah, it's like it's an intense experience (laughs) like they come off picks so tight they curl off of picks where it's like shoulder to shoulder and then they're already up in the air and shooting over you it's like well that can't go in and like little Duncan Robinson 55 yeah the Duncan Robinson quick release like where he catches the ball at his chin and he just like almost redirects it yes it's scary it's intense yeah. So I don't know if those shots fall. Again, this is the wishful, this is the wishful thinking and wish fulfillment that you were kind of talking about earlier. But if yeah. those shots fall for him, for Iguodala, for Hero, Hero, it's like you yeah, know this could happen. Yeah, it could go seven, and it might, and that might happen for a game or two. I'm just banking on as a Laker fan it not happening for four games. They're not like quite the Golden State Warriors level where it's like no way they will get those shots because it's Clay Thompson, it's Steph Curry, it's right whoever Kevin Durant. That being said, as a Lakers fan, um, does Iguodala do any? Do you are do you fear Iguodala at all? Does his championship pedigree like he's kind of back? He had a good fourth quarter. Like, yeah. does he frighten you at all? I'd rather them not have him because they're mm. such a young, inexperienced team. And like one of the huge advantages the Lakers have is like they have Ronda, who's won a final. Dwight, who's been there before. Danny Green has two. LeBron has three. Like we have championship pedigree. And they don't accept for Iguodala. And the interesting thing about Iguodala is he got a finals MVP for guarding LeBron James. <laughs> yes. Simply being in his orbit for yeah. seven games got him a finals MVP. That's, that's annoying, yeah. I would, rather, I would rather Iguodala not be there. But I'm, I'm also hoping a little bit that this is five years older than that Iguodala. It's like a I can confirm it watch. is. Yeah. Okay. I can confirm it definitely is. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't look as imposing as he did. I wonder if he'll close the games for them, if he'll be part of the the closing lineup for them. Yeah, so Butler starts on LeBron? Do we get what we want? Is it Butler on LeBron? It would probably be Crowder or somebody bigger. Yeah, like Crowder on LeBron. Um, Damn. And then Iguodala maybe to close if he's playing well on LeBron. Yeah, Jimmy can try guarding LeBron. But Jimmy is like probably 50 pounds lighter than LeBron. He's damn. He's a small man compared to LeBron James. That's crazy because when they do like tight single shots on Jimmy Butler, he is sculpted like an Adonis. Like yeah. his shoulders are like, damn. If he runs through the pick, like rest in peace whoever set the pick. Yeah. And then to hear LeBron is 50 pounds heavier <laughs> and that's not wise, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> LeBron is a fucking like tight end compared to like... Yeah, a cornerback basically. It's crazy. Take He's it like for granted. Jimmy Butler stretched out an extra four inches and fifty pounds. Take it for granted. I mean, <laughs> does he have five more years in the league? Is that is that crazy? Uh, I don't think five. it's crazy. Well, you got to imagine like when a player starts to decline is usually around thirty, thirty-one, and then they play for five more years. And LeBron hasn't started that decline yet, and he's 35, going to be 36 next year. So, like, I imagine when we start to see a decline, it's that plus four or five. But then if, like, if it's LeBron and everything lasts another, like, year or two, like, is it unfathomable? I keep saying that, like, LeBron in 10 years, isn't he just Paul Millsap? Paul Millsap's still in the NBA. He can grab a rebound. (laughs) I don't know if that is... It's that that is the rare comment that is an insult and a compliment simultaneously. <laughs> like if you're ever compared to LeBron James, you've done something right. So congratulations, 51 year old Paul Millsap. But that being said, <laughs> it's like we know what you're saying behind that. But I agree. It's like there is a reality in which five to seven years from now, we're like, he's got to start breaking down soon. 
right right and like what does breaking down mean does that mean just doing that like the fourth quarter thing where he's doing step back shots and still winning games for you hitting threes still winning games guarding a team really hard for a quarter in the playoffs yeah i think his line was like 19 8 and 4 at that point right but he's 41 and this is 23rd year in the league just insane 37 finals mvps yeah (laughs) people still debating whether he's better than mj Six for six, bro. Six for six. Do you know what Bam Adebayo's real name is? Hmm. Bamiel. Close. Edris. Hmm. Idris. E D R I C E. We got anything behind the nickname? Are we afraid of Ed Adebayo as we are Bam? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Adebayo. I mean, what's wrong with that? That's pretty good. Eddie Adebayo. Yeah. 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 I wonder why he went by Bam. Probably because it's so much cooler. It actually was given to him uh, when he was watching the Flintstones at age one. Bam Bam. Mm -hmm. He flipped Mm -hmm. over a coffee table similar (laughs) to Bam Bam Rubble. (laughs) Wow, good on him. Um, Let me get back to the lines for a second, Amir. Um, What would you guess Jimmy Butler's points per game line is? Uh, I guess a little bit more than Bam. Like 22 points per game? 20 and a half. Hmm. 20 and a half. So that is one line. And then another line that I will say that is kind of related to that is his, what would you guess his average made threes per game? Oh, one and a half. 0.5 KCP block rate. Interesting. Right. He, he went like through the entire regular season and only hit a few threes. He, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He's like, like so Demar DeRozan in that way. But then in the playoffs, yeah. he's been hitting them. So why do we admonish Ben Simmons so much when there's star, other star players that subscribe to the same kind of gameplay? <laughs> I think because Butler at least shoots them and uh, Simmons never even does, where it's like right. Simmons we'd respect if he went like two for eight a game, but like he shoots like four a year. So it's like, why aren't you shooting? It looks fine. It went in a few times. You don't have to be afraid. Does it also play into the fact that like the Heat are winning? So it doesn't really matter whether or not he's shooting these threes, whereas the Sixers always seem to have some turmoil around them. So it's easy just to go back to the well and say, well, he's not shooting threes. So, yeah, it's it's such such a unique thing to not make any like we kind (laughs) of forget about DeMar DeRozan going months without making any because he makes a few. Right. But if you literally hit zero for an entire season or two, people are going to start talking. Yeah, that feels like a choice. I like Jimmy over. 0.5 0.5 that's like the it seems more likely than a kcp block right yeah the 0.5 because you he could have three there's a more likely chance that he has three threes in a game than uh kcp has three blocks in a right game. right exactly right. if he gets hot. but now i will say that now just because we've talked about these are those are two things that i'm going to be looking out for throughout this series like maybe that hasn't that actually, won't leave my brain yeah maybe we should actually bet it so you can actually start rooting for it you can make KCP a blocks. Me. Yeah, that is such a fool's errand. <laughs> uh, all right, here's um, Jimmy Butler in the Boston series, which went six. Mm-hmm. First game from three, two for three. <gasps> we are bankrolling. <laughs> we are rich. Great. We're You're rich. feeling great. Game two, zero oh for one. Okay, so averaging nice. two threes a game, three yep. two attempts a game. Yep. Game three, zero oh for one. Okay, a downtrend. De- definitely a downtrend. At this point, he has two threes through four games. Or three games. Uh, game four, 0 for 2. Yikes. Okay, I see where this line is coming from now. 
Game five, 0 for 2. He hasn't made a 3 since his 2-3 output in game one. And then finally, to redeem himself, in game six, he shoots three threes. (gasps) Doesn't make any of them. Zero. Another donut. Another donut. So he made two threes in game one and uh, didn't make one after that. He goes under .5. So you're a Lakers fan. How do the Lakers defend Jimmy Butler? Will they force him out to the wings where he'll be forced to take more shots? You got to assume that, yeah, we have to force him outside. We got to make make him shoot more threes because two for three oh for one oh for two he doesn't want to shoot threes i guess for whatever reason he's not com- comfortable but his like mid-range shot is money it's kind of like it's almost like how we should play them like we were going to play the clippers but never got to so like hmm. however we were going to fend- defend Kawhi, the Kawhi is probably stronger and a better shooter than jimmy butler you want to defend Kawhi, uh jimmy butler like that paul george is mm-hmm. you know whatever Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. We've had good training as a Laker team defending solid shooting between like Damon CJ, then uh, Harden and Russell, then Jamal Murray and all the shooters around him. So we've had some training, but I think this will be the biggest challenge yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the finals are. One kind of recurring phrase I'm seeing on Twitter from like basketball experts and people writing articles right now is this will be the stiffest competition the Lakers will face. For some reason, stiffest is getting a lot of play in the headlines. And Amir, do you know what a good solution to being a stiff team is? Um, having LeBron James on your team? Stretching. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, you, Stretching. you're stiff. You want to stretch, get those hammies, get those glutes. The Lakers yeah. are at the very least going to not be tight. Right. I, how, what is the worst case scenario for the Lakers? Like, how can the, how can the Heat beat the Lakers? I think they can run them out of the gym where they're like running, gunning, shooting threes. And once the Lakers start losing, we don't play like amazingly from behind. We're not like the Nuggets. We play very, very well when we're ahead. It's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, there's like the football metaphor of like when you're behind, the Lakers are very good at running the ball when they have the lead. They're not yes. so good at like trying to like make up a 21 point deficit. Well said. Yeah, it seemed like for the last two games of the Nuggets series, they were always up seven. And, like, at the closest, they were up three. Yeah. It always felt like the Nuggets just couldn't, like, advance past that. Like, every time they got to three, it was ten. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, having LeBron on your team. Like, he can get you an easy two. We can't necessarily hit three threes in a minute. That's not necessarily our DNA. Right. Are there any sort of players on either team that you think could surprise us and have a big finals that no one really saw coming? I guess Duncan Robinson. Hero already had his moment, but Duncan Robinson hasn't necessarily had his like seven or eight three game, kind of like Clay Thompson mm-hmm. could. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a potential of a dunk a Duncan Robinson eight nine ten three pointers in a game game. And then who is that on the Lakers as well? Who is someone? Is, Nobody. is does Dudley have a shot? Nobody. No, we know. No, we, yeah, all yeah. we know these players. <laughs> the Lakers have four good players at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important to make sure that at least one other person. Can Danny Green, Green hit two threes, three threes, four threes yeah, in a game? Sure. That'd be great. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. That'll he be a definitely first. Can. But I'm talking more like a, a Jared Dudley, a Talon Horton Tucker. Oh, um, that'd be great. Can, can any of these guys have like that one game? No. There's no reason for them to play. No, no, God, no. We're, not, <laughs> we're only going to be playing them if like we're up 20 or down 30. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I don't, I don't even think Talon Horton Tucker was um active for the the denver series 
He certainly wasn't dressed like he was active when AD <laughs> took him out. <laughs> yeah, he had cornrows and like a basketball on the ground by the end of that series. That's right. But it's yeah. good that he contributed. He did great for morale. We need to play with joy. Actually, <laughs> he I gave did us no- a good viral clip. Yeah, I did notice at a certain point that the Lakers like stopped doing a lot of celebrations like when things got tense with Denver like it felt like we were playing like much more serious stern angry basketball versus like Mm -hmm. people celebrating and doing like silly things on the sidelines basketball yeah I think it was only like two or three years ago where your bench the Brooklyn Nets bench they were dancing everyone that was like a thing yeah where it was like we might win 13 games this season but we will do the Irish jig (laughs) Like we will get on Sports Center top ten for doing the Irish jig, and I think that was and that was Dudley too. He's been on both. That's a different. Happy that's a different life. That is not the Lakers of today. The yeah. Lakers win the game, they shake one another's hands, and they ice their ankles. Did you see Javale McGee in game? It was the closeout game of uh, Game Five against Denver. They like he didn't play at all, and then they like brought him in for two minutes to like try to get Jokic a foul. And he made like four mistakes in two minutes, and like LeBron just Chaos. stared at Co- Coach Vogel, and it's like that was the last time we saw Javale. <laughs> Chaos. That felt like that felt like Shaq and a fool Javale from back in the day, where it's like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> yeah, what did he just airball an eight foot jump shot? Like that's not how you're gonna get a foul on Joker. Um, shout out to Vogel for putting in Dwight. That was a huge uh, change that really seemed to disrupt Jokic. Do we see as much Dwight in the finals? I think so. I think he could um, be called upon to guard Adebayo for the first uh, quarter. Yeah, so you do think he starts? Yeah, I do. I, I don't think we go back to JaVale. Maybe we try him out just to see if the length bothers Bam, but Bam is so strong and athletic. Um, but he's six foot nine. He's kind of a shortish center like Dwight is. So I yeah, think they might match he up plays well. really big. Like, I think that he's closer to a Draymond Green than a true center, but he just plays really big. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's a little scary. Yeah. I think it's going to be a scarier series than we're probably giving it credit for, but again, might be wishful thinking. Yeah. I hope it's not a scary series, just as a Laker fan. I hope it's a very boring Mm 4-0. Everybody Mm -hmm. goes home upset. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet out there that was like, if the Lakers sweep, it'll actually be bad for LeBron's legacy. Because then people will say he didn't, he'd really get challenged this postseason and it's not right. like a real championship. So if LeBron was really smart, he would let Miami win the first two games so that yes. instead of sweeping, he came back down from 02, more adversary, adversity. And it's, I would even it's say they should go up 3 2 and then he should Tanya Harding, Anthony Davis's knee. Get wow. Davis out of here for the final game where he can just go completely ham and then he can say, I did it without AD. All year. <laughs> Do you think anybody will like reference the fact that, hey, why did you injure your own teammate? Yeah, LeBron, we saw you with a tiny club um, and then we saw you whack him right in the knee. Why, why did you do that? Yeah, and then he can answer like Michael Jordan did at the last dance. Like, was I too mean to my teammates? Was I too hard on them? Maybe, but you know what? I ended up winning, so I can't apologize for that. Yeah, it's not my fault that AD had a bad knee. You know? <laughs> How about this bet for you? This is the longest, the longest odds in uh, Bovada. The heat to sweep. Basically, mm. you're betting on a close first game. LeBron tears his groin in a losing right. effort. And series over. I so, would, can I guess the line? Yeah. <laughs> I would guess it's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's unlikely. Uh, how enormous is the question? Let's go with a big high number. 
Let's say it's plus 8,000. So, which is what, 80 to 1? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is close. It's 66 to 1. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Worth a, <laughs> worth a $20 flyer if you want to win, like, what, $1,200 there? When was the last final sweep? Was there a final sweep recently? Yeah, I think the Warriors swept the Cavs. That'll make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a four-game stretch when the Heat beat, was it Dallas? They were up. It was the Shaq Heat team, I think. And they oh, were yeah. down 0-2, and then they won the next four. Yeah. That was very satisfying. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. They Again, just, you're not getting much action in a six-game series here. That's, I'm talking about a Miami Heat sweep, 66-1. to Yeah. No, I don't know if you're going to get much action there. Actually, there's a bigger, there's a more of a long shot in this uh, page. Do you remember what okay. it was? Um, it's Kelly Olynyk to win Finals MVP. Don't you dare lie to me. You know I'll put my children's <laughs> bank accounts on that bet. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is, Kelly Olynyk? The question is: Is it more or less than plus sixty six hundred? I think you said it was more. How much more is it? More than ten thousand. Is it more than 20,000? <laughs> We're going to say plus 37,000. 370 to 1. It's a longer shot than that. It is 500 to 1 plus 50,000 oh on Ken- Kelly Olynyk to win MVP. So you put $2 on it. And if it mm-hmm. happens, you win 10 mm-hmm. grand. You're telling mm-hmm. me that's not worth it? It is worth it, Amir. And just for anyone who listens to this podcast weekly, Kelly Olynyk was given a great nickname by you last week, Amir. A truly great nickname. That when I was listening back, I was like, we did not give this one enough love. Sometimes. Sometimes. So what are the, uh, like, tell me, walk me through what's, what's, what's the story where sometimes gets the MVP? Mm-hmm. So game one, uh, tensions are high, and Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo throw fists. They throw fists, and Adam Silver doesn't want to have to do it, but he has to suspend them one game. Uh, so that happens in the second quarter. So now there's a game and a half for Kelly Olynyk to just get minutes. And Kelly Olynyk, when all the attention is on Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and everyone else, he's just sitting in the corner, dropping threes into the bucket. Wow. And after game two or game three, I don't know what it is, but people are like, Olynyk's averaging 27 and 30. <laughs> Did you, have you seen him rebound? This guy's all over the glass. He's gotten 30 rebounds, you said? Yes, everyone was saying, like, wow, he's really hitting his shots from the corner, but no one was paying attention to the fact that he was ripping boards on both ends. Okay, so it's like Kevin Love 30-30 games through Mm -hmm. the first Mm -hmm. two or three games. So it's game four or five now. Anthony Davis uh, is shook. He's straight up shook. He has to take it personally. LeBron has to start guarding him or something. We have to slow down Kelly. So completely unprecedented, Anthony Davis, before game four, game five, goes up to Vogel, and he says, Coach, I'm shook. It's Olenek's world. I'm out. Oh, and he, he, leaves, gives, the he leaves the bubble. He leaves the bubble. Sometimes he leaves causes the bubble. him to just straight up leave the bubble. Mm-hmm. And in a show of solidarity, LeBron James and the rest of the Lakers agree. We're also shook. We're also leaving the bubble. We, we operate of- as one. They leave, and then we're left with 27 and 30 from Kelly Olynyk, and we make $1,000 on our $2 bet. <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to think we should bet more. Yeah, right. I mean, this is this is easy money. Like, I gotta put what's a t- what's what's two hundred bucks on Kelly to win MVP? Yeah, Probably that's like, uh, a hundred grand. Yeah, I say we do that because then we I can like we put buy your money. We could buy two Porsches or something. 
Yes, finally, those Porsches we've been after. Yeah, then we can get two of those $50,000 cars, and all it took was like a $100 fucking spot bet on sometimes to grab 27 and 15. No, sorry, 27 and 30. Yeah, that's in the first half on mirror. Yeah, and <laughs> going 9 of 10 from the behind the arc, right? Yeah, he hits the open shot, so shout out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other final bets that caught your eye, or did we talk about them all? Um, I think we covered most of the good ones. Is there one that we actually want to bet? Do we want to bet this KCP? I think we should. I think we got to. I think we got to bet the KCP over. The question is over or under. I think we got to go over because I don't want to be annoyed when KCP gets a block because like we're all going to hmm. be watching for it now. Blocks. KCP blocks. <laughs> this is what it comes to. Uh, what are we, we putting down? What if we can parlay it uh, with... Um, Jimmy with Butler's Butler threes. threes, yeah. So mm-hmm. then we just need now like one or two of those for the first four games, and we're feeling. I'm good. into that. Okay, let me, let me fire up my account and see what that pays. If we can even parlay blocks, Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Why? Four oh four service error. Oh, over is plus two ninety. I don't know where you saw oh, the, that minus. The line has shifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from one from one bet. Okay, I added that. And then Jimmy Butler threes, right? <laughs> Made three pointers. Over is minus 130 for Jimmy. So they're saying that's likely to happen. Okay. okay. So if both of those happen. <laughs> let me get the How Kelly many Porsches are we getting? There. How many Porsches are we getting if Cantavius Coldwell Pope <laughs> averages... 0.75 blocks and Jimmy averages one three a game. It's like six to one. So if you want to bet ten dollars each, twenty bucks, one we'll hundred and twenty bucks. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. No, it's not great because it's it's you know unlikely to happen, but it's not as insane as sometimes just <laughs> grabbing that MVP trophy, hoisting that, and then the Larry OB on his shoulder in the bubble. <laughs> and he just looks to the camera and says, "Sometimes it happens." <laughs> <laughs> this is sometimes this world and we're, we're just living in it all right, right cool all right i like these bets so we've parlayed the uh half a three a game and a half a block a game yeah we're hoping for a kcp block or a jimmy made three at least at least three every five games dear it's god not, what we're have not we asking done? for a lot we're not asking for Are a we- lot at all we just donated to bovada <laughs> uh, all right if you have any uh, ideas for funny prop bets uh, let us know if you want to take the action. So we, we're, I won't even put the money on Bovada. If anyone wants to bet the other way on it, we'll Venmo you the cash. We're good for it. You'll become our bookies almost. If you're really mm-hmm. thinking that KCP will be under half a block, Jimmy Butler will be under half a made three per game. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. us know. Uh, anything you want, you have to shout out? Um, I definitely want to remind the listeners to tweet at us with NBA players who they don't think can touch their own toes. Yep. That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, good, good reminder. Second reminder of that. And also check out the No Joke podcast. You can find it on HeadGum as well. Hell, yeah. All right. Sweet. Let's watch some NBA Finals basketball. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back um, before, maybe before the Lakers win a championship or maybe right after. But if uh, Miami wins, then I think you'll never hear from me again. That's right. So let's all just wait for Anthony Davis to walk out of the bubble and Kelly Olenek <laughs> to hold up the trophy. <laughs> See you guys soon. Bye, everybody. That was a HeadGum Podcast.